You know a lot about golf. It is us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave up in Columbus, Indiana. We are studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's really funny because both of our towns have made Forbes magazine's list of the 10 coolest cities in the world. Because I live in mine. Louisville happens to be number one coolest city, however, and it's uh, because if you read the articles, because we drink a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's to do okay. with the derby thing, right? It's, it's all bourbon, man. It is yeah. all bourbon and horse racing, and as they say, this is a land of uh, fast women and beautiful horses. So there you, you go. you live there. I do. Very happy. Can you imagine what that place would be like without you? <laughs> there wouldn't be nearly as much drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, probably we shouldn't talk about drinking because we're going to be talking about children today. Kids. Oh, yeah. Kids in golf. Coming up a little bit later on, Adam Hike from a program called Youth on Course and a guy named Tim Orban from the Western Golf Association and the Evans Scholarship Foundation, both of which are very much uh, involved in getting kids involved in golf through caddying, teaching people how to caddy, and then uh, putting a golf club in their hand. Because once you get out on a golf course and you start talking to golfers and you see how much enjoyment they're having, you got to want to jump on in and do it. There's just yeah. no way around that. So It's a, it's a cool thing to, to have a bunch of kids from starting them in junior golf to watching them grow up and to see how they are, you know, they, they get to love the game, you know, and if they could become caddies, wow, they'd really love it even more. Yeah. They'd actually learn a lot. Kids learn a lot by watching better players. Mm -hmm. A lot of times a better player would love a caddy. Yeah. Because they just are out for a good stroll and hit a shot. You know, I'm I'm not a fantastic golfer. I mean, I'm substantially better than I was, you know, a few years ago. But the few times when I've actually been in a position at a place where there were caddies and had a caddy, I really enjoyed it because the caddy – Especially if the caddy is uh, a regular caddy at that course you're at, and right. you're not a regular player at the course you're at, they can really help tell you where to hit it, where it is, especially if it's at a course designed by a sadist like Pete Dye. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you and I both played the Pete Dye together, and the caddies there really help out. Yeah, when they say, because aim over there, and you go, no, that can't be right. And then you yeah. get over that that little hump that un- unseeable to you, and you go, oh, yeah. Thank you. Because yeah. without that, a good place I, would, to be. I would have lost that ball. You know, I, I remember my caddy when, when Drew and I were playing uh, at, at the old course in St. Andrews. To play that golf course with your son is just an amazing, mm-hmm. an amazing thing. And I, and I love it if, if every father and son golfer could have that experience. Our caddy at that time, you know, certainly one of the locals, and uh, he told us all kinds of places to hit it instead of, the bad caddy thing is, oh, no, don't hit it there. Avoid that. Don't hit it over there. No, he yeah. would tell us flat out where we're going to hit this ball. And the first time my son asked him, really? And he just looked at him and didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah. Just stared it down. And, went, yeah. you know, and I looked at Drew and I said, this guy told us at the beginning he's been caddying here for 33 years. Yeah. I think I'd listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As, as unaccustomed as teenagers are to that concept of listening yes. to adults, there are some you do need to pay attention to. That um, would be a good one. Caddies. You know, it, it's a shame that we don't any longer have professional caddies here. It's always like these programs. It's a kid who's learning the game or it's a collegiate golfer that's that's doing it in the offseason uh, you know, to pick up some some cash, but we don't have guys who have caddied at the same course for 33 years like they do at the Royal and ancient places. It's a shame. It really is. Is that something you think that the the Yamahas and the easy goes of the world have created? Oh, I'm not sure if it's the, if it's the cart manufacturers that actually created it. I think it was the culture that created it. I think they certainly want to sell a lot of golf carts, no question about it, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. so they get everybody a fleet of golf carts and then they charge them. And then so that fleet of golf carts has to be paid for, but the truth is is that there's demand. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would work the opposite direction, was if there were a lot of golfers that were just truly walkers yeah. and 
the green fees were higher and the cart fees were lower, I think you'd even find out that people would still pay the green fee and walk and not choose the cart. Right. It's pretty interesting that it's more about what the players are built on and what, you know, and certainly the golf course design has a lot to do with that. But yeah, just think back to a lot of golf courses that are, there's not very much room from the green to the very next tee. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of enclosed, you know, most golf courses, the older style golf courses are not spread out all over creation, except for the links courses uh, of, you know, on, on the coasts. Um, but other than that, a, a lot of them are, are very, com- uh, they're very okay. confined. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and those require less cart use. That's true. So then people are more apt to walk, but then there's that culture of, of American golf, you know, let's, uh, let's get a big gigantic bag and let's put it on the cart mm-hmm. and let's, uh, put our cell phone in the cup holder and let's do all those things. And right. golf is, you know, less exercise than it is in many other places. There are a few courses, um, that I would walk if I didn't have to schlep my own bag. Oh yeah. Um, but for the most part, American golf courses with the, over the past three or four decades, when you've got them building in all the subdivisions and things like that, um, you're right. It's, it's a little too uh, inconvenient to walk, even if you do have someone else schlepping the bag for you. But that's what we're talking about. Loopers, caddying. Um, if you've got any caddying stories, join along with us in the conversation on Facebook.com slash Golf Guys. We were going to be right back. We do encourage you to hang out with us. Don't you move. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour. And it only costs five bucks a month. And I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kids' sake. We are those weekend golf guys. Chad Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave up in Columbus, Indiana. You can tell from the echo. That he's I have a great cave. echo going today. Stalactites, stalagmites all over the place. Yep. And caddies. We're talking about caddies. We've got a couple of guests coming up later on in the show. There's uh, Adam Hike from the Youth on Course program, and then uh, Tim Orban from the Carry the Game program, who's an outreach program from the Western Golf Association and the Evans Scholarship Foundation. Uh, we will have both of those gentlemen on a little bit later on in the show. But uh, you've you've been around, man. You were down in North Carolina, some some high class places. You ever been at a course that that featured or offered caddies? I did. As a matter of fact, we actually offered caddies at the country club that I, I worked at uh, as the head golf professional mm-hmm. and uh, at Rolling Hills Country Club. And I'll tell you, uh, we used uh, college players and high school players a lot. But there were some there were some adults. There were actually a few members that wanted to go out and be caddies because they just wanted to keep walking, even though their game wasn't they weren't playing that day. They would go caddy for somebody else on another day. It was really a pretty interesting thought. Because certainly they know the golf course very well. Sure. Even some of the members, we'd have some uh, pretty good sized corporate events that came through that were uh, that had some pretty highfalutin people mm-hmm. that would come. Mm-hmm. And we actually had some in some of those events. We had some member some members of the country club. They would act as caddies because they enjoyed it. They got okay. to meet new people. Yeah. They got to make connections. They got to talk about their golf course. They got to you know they made them feel proud of their golf course. Yeah. I was very surprised when we had as many members want to be a caddy for somebody else. At the same time, they also wanted a caddy when the same ones, they wanted a caddy when they went out and played. Uh, it was you know, it was a pretty interesting concept. It is, and it doesn't really take any longer. 
In fact, some people would say it, no, it is does not. As, as the same amount of time, if not shorter, because it's four people playing simultaneously rather than one at a time. I also think that it has that that statement is true for many, but not all. Um, you know, if you have four good players and they have caddies, the odds of them playing faster than if they are in golf carts are very true. Right. They're very high because what will happen is all the players will be walking to their golf ball and the player, if they're a good experienced player, they will be making their decision as they walk and as they sit down and they kind of relax a little bit while the other player is there. And then all of a sudden it's the time for all four players to hit their shots mm -hmm. and there's no cart driving in between shots right? Exactly. from one to the next yeah. to then choosing a club and to do yeah. all those things and put the cell phone down and all those things yeah. that, that get in the way. Yeah. But if you're talking about some, some players of that don't have a lot of experience or, or, you know, not a, not a high caliber player at the time, it's, it's probably a little faster to ride a cart. Depends on the course. It depends on the players. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. It, it can be that way. Yeah. Um, did your kids, they were all golfers. They were get into caddying before, or did you just put a, put a club in their hand and say, Hey, go hit the ball. No, I just put a club in their hand first, you know, in, in terms of juniors, they got to love the game and, and nobody likes it at the start when they're not playing. You know, nobody wants to be the, the team manager in basketball to start their career. Right. Yeah, they still want to do that, right? <laughs> that's just not it. They want to play. They want to be a player. Yeah. You know, put a club in their hand, get them going, get them to love the game, and then get them out on the golf course. And then they can they can learn to, to say, hey, I want to be a caddy because I can I can go learn. Exactly. I can go make a couple extra bucks. I can it, go learn. It's a better job than working at, uh, you know, the fast food place. Right. Right. You know, so there's a lot of positives to that. And there, and if you go to a good place, there's an awful lot of people that, you know, they can help you out in life, too. Exactly. You can meet the right people, make some connections early in life. Sure, uh, you can. You know, and if you make a good enough impression on the right people, you can wind up, uh, you know, getting recommended to better schools and stuff like that. That's yep. always the problem with uh, getting into a school. Give us four recommendations. Well, nobody knows me. From from a caddying standpoint, however, um, is a better golfer a better caddy? Almost always. Okay. The, here, here's a couple things to know. Um, a golfer, a, a better golfer doesn't want to hear any negative stuff. Right. So earlier I mentioned, hey, don't hit it here. Don't hit it there. Right. That's not a good caddy. The caddy says, hey, look. You want to put your ball over here because it's going to take a couple of bounces this way and you're going to wind up in the perfect spot. Right. That is a far better uh, emotional, uh, mental thing to, to experience as a player. And they know that. Right. So that's as a caddy, they would be more on the hit it here category than the, oh, my gosh, stay away from that. Whatever you do, John, don't hit it left. Well, you know. And, that, and know, that's great because we've talked with Dr. Gary Sales and a bunch of other people about the negative effect of negative right. thoughts. And if right. someone says, don't hit it there, and you say, okay, don't hit it there, what's going to happen is your brain yeah. hears hit it there, and there you are. Right. So, and, uh, and so that's, the, that's a, a good player will also do that. But a good player will, will also say stuff like, John, that's okay. You know, you got three more shots at this hole. Right. Let's uh, let's not worry about that one. Let's just move on. Yeah. You got a pretty decent looking lie over here. Yeah. Let's just take this club and whack it up there, and then go get it up and down. Yeah. And they'll fill you with the the positive ways of doing it. And it's not always coaching on the golf course, but boy, that's a good bit of it. Yeah. Exactly. You no. Know, and sometimes it's it's strategy. You know, sometimes it's it's reading the greens and saying, hey, look. Um, we know that pin is over there close to that bunker, but we really don't want to mess with that. It's much better angle uh, to come at it with your next shot with a putter in your hand than it is a sand wedge. So, exactly. you know, and they'll do those kind of things and help you steer it around. So, John, if you get a caddy and he's anything like I am, you'll you'll play five shots better, uh -huh. ten shots better, just for the fact that he's going to steer you in the direction that you ought to play. Right. Teach you to be a better player right whether or not he's actually working on your golf swing but he'll help you, know? you think your way around the course much better you'll know where you're going right and that's great youth on course youth in the game get kids involved and canning is a great way to do it got some guests coming up got some more uh, details on how you can get your kid to be a caddy too when we come right back we are those weekend golf guys don't you move of course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys go there please and like us it's a good time for all 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5GolfClub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I, I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons, Key Stars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 a month. He said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's 14 bucks. He's still making a $10 profit. That's right. Go to com. listen to me, and make money. How do you like that? And we're back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave up in Columbus. And and here we are, man, talking about uh, kids on the course. Uh, got a few guests coming up. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about caddying programs that they've designed to uh, to help not only get kids involved in the game, but there's another program we're going to talk about called Youth on Course, which is a program designed to uh, basically have every golf course in the world allow kids to play for five bucks. That's a you know a, a really noble idea. You know, it really is. Here's here's a thing about some of the reality of that. I think that there's enough golf courses out there that are struggling. Because they've got open tee times, right? And yet they have this mentality of like, well, I would never let kids just come out here and play for nothing. I'll tell you this: I would structure a program like that to fill the the open tee times that we know about. Mm-hmm. Put them out there, supervised, meaning this: have a chaperone, somebody can help them play fast. Okay. Instead of just having it be kids, have how about there be you know a retired guy that goes along with them to kind of coach them along but make sure that they play fast. Yeah. So that way the kids themselves learn to play fast. And then the golf course, the people at the golf course that are playing nearby mm-hmm. never blame the kids for screwing around, damaging the greens, you know, playing slow, messing up the works, taking divots on tee boxes and stuff like that. The kids won't get the blame. And, and it wouldn't be, um, you know, cause I've been an advocate of kids playing golf for an awful long time. But I just think that if, if they could produce, you know, if you could produce a program that you get one of your retired golfers and just say, hey, take these kids out for nine holes. Yeah. And, and not necessarily as a caddy, but as somebody who is um, certainly helping them move along and play the game and learn a little bit about it as they go. I think it's a great scenario. So, you know, that's like grandpa and grandkid kind of stuff right. on, a, on a program scale. Yeah. Plus, I mean, they, they learn the basic etiquette, you know, like double par, pick up, move on. Um, right. I told you the story of uh, producer Mark and I were playing once and we were being held up on like the last four tee boxes. And when we got to the 18th tee box and still being held up, we realized that the group in front of us were kids. And, you yeah. know, Mark was getting a little impatient because Mark's like that. And he was like, oh, why don't these people speed up? Let's go say something to them. And I said, no, Mark, look, they're kids. We should encourage them because they're out here learning the game, learning a love for the game. And Mark jumped in the cart and I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to go encourage them to play faster. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, that basically, you know, it's part and parcel of what you have to do. If, you know, if you're going to take it upon yourself to just be patient enough because you know that, you know, this golf course won't exist if there aren't a lot of people to play it. Right. So there have to be new, new players coming up to make sure that it's still there for you to play. So right. children should be encouraged to play. Plus, it, it mimics life. Golf mimics life. It, I know that sounds so, you know, like you know, so like a bad novel or something, but it's true. It, it is. There's an awful lot of things that you can learn. Patience being one of them. Mm-hmm. Coming back from uh, from defeat uh, mm-hmm. is another one. Uh-huh. Right? Resiliency is mm-hmm. another word for that. Uh-huh. You know, just the thought of those things. Uh, you get to learn to to be a good sport. Uh, you need to learn to. Uh, take the lumps as they come and move around and and forage forward, and you need to learn to adapt and yeah. overcome. Yeah, and resist the temptation to cheat. Yeah, because it's so easy to do in golf. <laughs> right. There are some people, Jeff, who pay attention to every shot every opponent takes, Jeff. Uh huh. <laughs> but there are other people who don't pay attention. That's right. And when you know they're walking off the green, they say, "What do you get?" You say, oh, "I got a five. They don't know that you got a seven, <laughs> you know? right? But you have to learn not to take advantage of that, to remain true to yourself. That's right, because you're not learning anything if if you deflate your so to speak, you know. Right. Spoken like a true New Englander. Amen. Yeah. Deflate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But your kids came by it naturally because both parents were golfers. A lot of us have kids who get interested in the game, but they may not have a parent or a grandparent who play. So what, what do they do? What kind of programs can available for them? You know, there's a lot of things that, that come out. You know, here's one of them, that PGA Junior League that's out there right now. That's a good program. Mm, yeah. Because a lot of kids get into it, and they're, they're beginners. And they, uh, they do a nice job because they it, it's like uh, – like putting together a little league baseball team. Yeah, it plays on a team concept, which is back. Yeah, you know they get a lot of that, and they and they play golf. You know, as a team, meaning the format is where you know it's a scramble and right. everybody's involved. And yeah, there's really some good stuff there. And um, you know, as I look at how they're going about it, they're they're getting people to play at a lot of golf courses, and and some golf courses they're so busy they have two junior league teams yeah it's great yeah and because then, they're creating waves and waves and waves of golfers and not only is it a fun way to learn and, and and an unintimidating way to learn but you also get the camaraderie you get the competition and yeah. if you get a bunch of kids who are really into it i mean they can go on and be you know like the club champion the district champion state champion national champion whatever because right those uh, those those things are possibilities um you know i've, I've got some friends who basically their parents were social members of a country club. They weren't big golfers, but they'd still, you know, my friend, when he was a kid, he kind of enjoyed golf and they'd take him to the country club and drop him off, come back and yeah. get him, you know, at sunset or whatever, you know, that, that's right. Because it was a, it was a good environment. Uh, certainly they'd learn the game, but they also learned some self-reliance. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good place to, to have grown up on a golf course versus a lot of other places that you could be. Right. Another lesson in patience. Hang out until your mama gets here. (laughs) (laughs) See? Lessons. Lessons for kids. Is it good to start with lessons or good to get them a foundation, get them interested, and then give them lessons? Well, you know, it's good for them to to learn it from a a qualified teacher and get them a good foundation. You know, you kind of posed it in in a way that it's either or. Either you take them to get good golf lessons or... You get them a good foundation as if that every parent, grandparent can actually give the kid a good foundation when well, they're I, not sure. I themselves. didn't really mean that. What I meant was take them out a few times and get them hooked on the game because sometimes yeah. lessons become like work. I tell you, if if you go to a, a fun teacher, somebody who can make it okay. entertaining. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's the key for the kids because, you know, let's think about it in this way. There's a lot of people out there that, that are debating the thing that you just said. It's a lot of work, right? Is it more fun to hit a good shot or a bad one? Oh, it's more fun to hit a good one, definitely. Right. Yeah. So learning to hit a good one quicker is really the the quicker way to have fun 
as and opposed to saying, right. okay, it's fun. Take them to the golf course. Make sure they have fun. What if they're so bad at it that they don't have any fun and that's their experience? Yeah. So I, I think that what you have to do, if you're a parent or a grandparent out there, you've got to find whoever runs a very successful junior golf program. If they're successful, there's a couple of things. That means that they're having enough fun. The kids are having enough fun that they're actually getting better, which means people sign up for it again and again and again. You know, if they've only been doing junior golf programs for two years and they don't have a lot of people in it, maybe they just aren't all that fun. It is possible. All right. Tim Orban from uh, World Golf uh, Western Golf Association and the Evans yeah. Scholarship Fund and Adam Hype from Utah Course. They are coming up. Hang out with us. We are this weekend golf, guys. Don't you move. I got an email just the other day. Guy said, John, how much does it cost to join $5 Golf Club? Yeah, that's what I said, too. $5. Hence the name, $5 Golf Club. All right? It's not just $5 to get in, and then we hit you with more. No. $5 this month, next month, and every month that you feel you need to become a member and stay a member to get to where you want to be in your golf game. Whether you want to break 100, break 90, break 80, break 70, whatever your number is, Jeff Smith has the videos there now and new videos coming every week that will help you accomplish that goal. Okay? $5golfclub.com. Use the number $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. $5 a month. Phenomenal golf instruction at a ridiculously low price. That's us, $5golfclub.com. And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith at the uh, Golf Cave at Otter Creek. Actually, he's out on the practice tee. He was called away, but we've got someone who's going to pick up all of the slack anyhow. Adam Hike from Youth on Course is with us here on those weekend golf guys. Adam, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Totally, man. Now, you're, uh, you're you're kind of a guy with a mission. This is something that I think every parent, every dad, every mom, every granddad, whatever, wants to impart the love of golf to their children. And you're going to help us all do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hopefully going to, yes. Yeah, this is uh, an opportunity for you know young men and women nationwide to play golf for $5 or less at hundreds of golf facilities throughout the country. We're growing. We started in, in of all places, Pebble Beach, California. At the Northern California <laughs> Golf Association, and we're we're kind of we're going across the nation right now, and and with more than thirty thousand uh, members uh, part of the program. Are there any any people who look at you funny and they say five bucks? You got to be crazy. Yeah, every day, of really? course. Uh, yeah, it's, certainly. It's it's a you know how can that be true? And really, we we've got a unique model where we subsidize the golf courses. Uh, with private contributions. So we fundraise oh, just like okay. any other nonprofit fundraises and I got you. and subsidize those golf courses back. Uh, you know, so, so maybe on average we're, we're going to give the, the golf courses about $7, but that, that ranges pretty dramatically through different parts of the country. But right. it, it certainly has allowed this last year more than 115,000 subsidized rounds to be played. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a work in progress, but we've, uh, we've got some pretty good momentum here. You ever get any um, negative reactions from golf courses that you approach? No, uh, okay. exactly the opposite. Great. Actually, we we get uh, you know we we get phone calls now rather than us calling them because what we're doing is it was filling unused tee times, typically yeah. late in the day, mm-hmm. three, four, five o'clock. Um, sure. So it, it makes sense. It's a good business decision for for most of these facilities. And and then they get you know the photo op of the kids carrying the beat up bag in the in the old ratty shoes with the sprinklers going into the sunset. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that picture, right? Sure. <laughs> times. How, how do you do your fundraising, Adam? Uh, re- really, just like any other nonprofit. I mean, we we write grants, we meet with individual donors, we solicit corporations um, and individuals for you know for estate gifts. Uh, we have fundraising golf tournaments and dinners. I mean, it, you name it. Yeah. Um, you know, we are a, a small but mighty staff based in in uh, Northern California. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But we operate through state and regional golf associations and, and uh, kind of turn over the operation to them locally after about an 18-month period of time. Also saw something about caddying. Now, that, that seems to be something. A lot of us, you sound too young to remember caddying, but a lot of us, you know, baby boomers at the upper end of that range, remember we, we got turned on to golf as kids by caddying at the local course. But there's not a whole lot of opportunities for caddies anymore. Um, how, how are you working that out? 
Sure. Well, you know, that's changing. Uh, there have been so many people, especially of that generation, that have said that, you know, to us and to other organizations. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, particularly on the West Coast, you're right in that, you know, caddy programs, with the exception of a very select number of, of clubs, have kind of all but gone away. And so yeah. we've brought that back in Northern California with a, a unique model where we're subsidizing the base fee and then offering scholarship money for every loop that a, a kid completes as long as they hit some socioeconomic requirements, okay. uh, but trying to get kids back caddy and, yeah. and yeah. working with other organizations like the Evans you know, Caddy Scholarship Fund sure. um, and a number of others nationally and, and regionally uh, to bring that back because it is a great way to get uh, you know, kids introduced to the game and then keep them um, in yeah. the game as well. I've seen some research too, man. I'm, I'm sure you probably do it too, that, that a round really doesn't take that much longer uh, walking with a caddy than it would, uh, you know, two guys in a cart. No. And in some course, in some, at some places and at some courses, it can actually shorten around quite a bit. Right. Um, yeah. Cause you don't have to wait for the other guy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then a lot of golf courses have gone to cart path only, which, you know, you're walking back and forth to your <laughs> shot and back to the cart. And I mean, that's a pain. Plus it's just much more enjoyable. And if you can, you know, as a, as a organization that's really trying to impact youth in a positive way, I mean, if you yeah. can spend, you know, four hours uh, or two hours, if you're playing nine holes with a, a young man or young woman, um, I mean, the, the benefits of that are, yeah. are really tremendous. One of the one of the stories that we love is the uh, the whole East Lake Country Club thing in Atlanta, where uh, you know it had, it had fallen into disre- disrepair a little bit. The uh, the community around it, the neighborhood, had uh, uh, fallen into disrepair a little bit. The the socioeconomic groupings um, weren't what they were when they built it. Let's just put it that way. But uh, guy who built it basically said any kid who lived in the neighborhood could play there as long as they worked there and pretty turned, amazing yeah and turned them on to caddying and greenskeeping and mowing and um the, the neighborhood and suddenly you find that that the grades at the local high school went up substantially and the crime rate went down substantially and there's a whole lot more golfers at east lake right now yeah isn't it amazing what golf can do it certainly is so how, how did you come to uh, to pick this as a mission uh, you have have kids that you wanted to play golf or kids that missed out on the opportunity and you knew they could have done better if, I mean, or did you get scared by a caddy when you were a kid? Or, I mean, what, <laughs> what, what happened here, Adam? <laughs> you know, I, I got out of uh, college and, and was working for the Northern California Golf Association and, and they had a, a, a donor whose father had passed away and, and, that they, the, the NCGA, NorCal Golf Association, looked around, you know, the Bay Area, Sacramento at the time and, and found that junior golf was, you know, around $20 a round. And yeah. it was a, a pretty big barrier to the game. Yeah. And I had grown up outside Sacramento playing for about $5 around my local you know, public golf course. It just seemed to resonate with me. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the NCGA has put a, a ton of money into this. And uh, we went out and you know, developed a program, uh, you know, engaged a, a significant enough group of donors to make it a sustainable deal. And, and that was, you know, more than a dozen years ago. So um, it's, it's worked well. Do you have any sort of uh, instructional programs uh, involved in this also? You know, we, we don't get into instruction. We leave okay. that to, you know, the, the good folks at the first tee and, and you right. know, the dozens and, and hundreds of other PGA professionals teaching golf, you know, day mm-hmm. in, day out. But it's, it's why I think, Youth on Courses resonated with so many people within the industries because it's complementary to those programs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. PGA Junior League and, and First Tee and, and so many others, because while those programs give, you know, playing opportunities or instructional opportunities, Youth on Courses is what's going to make them sustainable golfers because you re, you're removing cost as, as the barrier. And so that's why I think we're, we're really kind of bullish on the growth opportunities here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, a, a father and a grandfather and, you know, my 13 year old comes to me and says, I want to go play golf. Can I have five bucks? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. Take a lot 10, different if, if it's 25, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Well, and that's, that's the deal is, is, you know, suddenly these junior tours are being populated with kids who are not playing once a week. They're playing three times a week. Yeah. Because mom and dad are, are willing to give you five bucks, but they're not going to give you 20 every time. Right. And, and they're getting better and they're enjoying it more. And suddenly it, it's becoming kind of a sustainable program, you know, for, for these families even. And mom and dad come out on a, you know, Friday night or a Saturday night and, and, 
you know, pay the, the golf course a twilight fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's good business for the golf courses. So this is, from an industry model, something that, that I think is going to continue to resonate with a lot of different audiences. So what, what's the holdup in, in getting it nationwide? Is it just the, the time of being able to contact everybody and doing it the right way or, or what? It's, it's making sure that when, when we, we want to have local partners, right? And so we, right. we typically engage the, the State and Regional Golf Association. Uh, every kid in the, in the program uh, has a handicap index through the local state and regional association. And so mm-hmm. it's making sure that these organizations really buy into it and that it's a priority and that, you know, they're set up to fundraise for it long term. And, okay. and we're certainly here to help and, and provide you know, some, some revenue opportunities, some, some back office and tracking the rounds and all that sort of thing. Uh, but if you don't have local buy-in, uh, you know, it's never going to be that successful. And so we, we are careful uh, before we sign partnership agreements to make sure that the, that the program can grow and be sustainable in those markets. That the people are really into it is what you're trying to say, right? Exactly. Exactly okay. right. Yeah, you got to have the buy-in, right? That's it. You got to do it. Uh, Adam Adam Hike, Youth on Course, our, our guest here, those weekend golf guys, and anything that gets more kids involved in this game is uh, something we can get behind, and, and something that the entire industry needs to get behind because that's where tomorrow's golfers come from. Kids playing today because you know it's addictive, and you get a kid who loves this game, they're not going to stop playing for the most part. Uh, shameless self-promotion, Adam, if people want to get involved or want to, you know, kick in a couple of bucks or talk to you about uh, getting involved in, in, in the, the state that may not have it yet, who do they talk to? How do they get in touch? Sure. I mean, visit youthoncourse.org, uh, certainly on social media as well, YOC Golf. Um, you know, contact me, our, our staff, you know, all of our, our emails and contact information are, are there on the website and, and we're engaging with dozens and dozens of PGA pros and golf facilities, you know, every week, you know, new, new state associations, just people looking to get involved or, or contribute. So uh, all the information is there. Fantastic. Youthoncourse.org. And uh, it's a fantastic thing, man. And like, like I said, anything that uh, designed to get more kids involved and, uh, and keep, keep the golfers coming. Cause once they keep playing, they'll keep listening to us. You know, it's, we're, we're just totally into it for our own, our own sake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam Hike, Youth on Course. I appreciate your time, sir, and um, we're here for you anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, you're quite welcome, Adam Hike from Youth on Course. Let's talk a little bit more about caddying. We're coming right back with Tim Orban from the Western Golf Association and the Evans Scholarship Foundation. They've got a great caddy program going on that you, you need to hear about. We are those weekend golf guys, and we're coming right back. Don't we? A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club, It may be your grip, it may be your stance, it may be your ball position, it may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out, $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs, five bucks a month. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. 
Hey, welcome back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here in studio. Jeff Smith up in uh, in the other coolest city of the top ten list. It's Columbus, Indiana. Believe it or don't, it was on the list in Forbes magazine. So who am I to complain? We have with us Tim Orbun. Tim, did I pronounce that? You don't do like the French thing or bon, ho, 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 or anything. Like I that, do don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tim Orbun is dead on. Thanks, John. Hey, welcome to uh, those weekend golf guys, man, and uh, carry the game is your baby. And, yes, sir. Uh, we're going to talk about that here for a while. What I understand carry the game to be, it's 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 kind of a a push to get more kids involved in golf uh, through the the side door, maybe of caddying. Or I guess it could be the front door. Sure. Um, is, that, is that basically in a nutshell what you're looking at? That's exactly right. So carry the game. What it is is, you know, we're an advocacy group. So it's an extension of Western Golf Association. Mm-hmm. And many folks know us for our charitable arm, the Evan Scholars Foundation. Our golf association dates back to 1899, running golf tournaments. And in 1930, partnered with Chick Evans to provide full tuition and housing scholarships to caddies who were good students and had financial need and high character and so forth. But we've been involved in the national level in the youth caddy space. So we'd like to think of ourselves at Western Golf as leaders in that. And as we've been fortunate enough to expand our program to 19 universities throughout the country where our scholars live together in community um, and partnering with well north of a thousand clubs that have caddy programs throughout the country, Um, We really know and have a good sense for what the appetite is. But with Carry the Game specifically, really it's a subset of the World Golf Foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We created a task force with the help of our good friend Steve Mona and pulled in different entities within the caddy space, the youth caddy space. So some are state and regional golf associations where they have like smaller scholarship programs. Uh, Some are more in the golf space, so i.e. a youth on course, PGA of America, USGA, First Tee. And with that, we kind of put our heads together and through a series of meetings and subcommittees and lots of different conversations, we knew there's a healthy appetite for youth caddying and certainly some challenges that come along with it. But on a national level, we want to really be re-energized to repopulate the game of golf with young caddies. So obviously it's stronger in some areas than others, but we want to kind of spread that message around and, and really kind of shine a spotlight onto youth caddying but marry that more with the player development golf piece. So not introduce young people to golf through caddying and then get a golf club in their hand and keep it there and vice versa. If young people are golfing, you know, in order to maybe afford some, you know, whether it's equipment or green fees or whatever the case may be, you know, getting a gainful, whether it be a summer job or more of a year round job caddying, really we know as a stepping stone job that can help them gain the skills and also the financial means to really sustain being a golfer through their teenage years and beyond. So our goal is to really create lifelong golfers with an emphasis on caddying and then obviously filter down and, and promote scholarship opportunities, including the Evans Scholarship, right. but certainly not limited to. So we're very excited. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Tim uh, Orban, our mm-hmm. guest here. Um, now, now, Tim, let, let me ask you a few questions about caddies in particular, okay? First off, sure. in order to be an effective caddy, you have to understand the game, don't you? you? You don't have to be a good golfer. Obviously, we all know and understand how hard the game of golf is. Oh, yeah. As long as, long as you have a good attitude and you're willing to put forth good effort, we can teach you to caddy and understand the game. Um, So, you know, certainly playing golf isn't a requirement to be a caddy. It can certainly help ease that transition. And, you know, you might have a little uh, quicker learning curve. Mm -hmm. But that being said, we have some different resources that we have available through Western Golf, our caddy training video, caddy manuals, exams that many of our partnering clubs use to help young people get some exposure, gain some understanding so that they can effectively caddy for a player. So I think... You know, your first couple loops, it's certainly a little more of a bag carrier mm-hmm. doing basic duties. And I think right. as you understand the game, you may get into, uh, you know, offering some advice, reading some putts, you know, a little more part of the teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly that comes with uh, with a little experience. And, you know, cool. and if you're not a great golfer, mm-hmm. you're you're uh, probably going to laugh at the, the player less. That's a great point. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's a great point. 
you know, and, and we as golfers, if we can minimize people laughing at us, how great is that? Exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, Mr. Jeff has joined us here. Mr. Jeff, how you doing, sir? Say hello to Tim Orban from Western Golf Association and, and the Carry the Game program. How we doing? Doing well. Yes, indeed. All right, Tim, let me ask you another question about caddies, and, and I don't want to ruffle any feathers here, but I looked at, no. I looked at the 100-mile um, radius. We're, we're out of Louisville, Kentucky. I looked at a 100-mile radius clubs that had caddies from your website. Most of them were in Cincinnati, and with one exception, they were all country clubs. Sure. Um, the two here in town, uh, Valhalla, a very exclusive club, and the Louisville Country Club, which doesn't even have a sign at the end of its driveway. All it has is a sign that says, Private Keep Out, <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> and then the Pete Dye course at French Lick, up in French Lick, Indiana. Right. The overall feeling of a lot of average golfers is when you get to a course that offers caddies, you're going to have to pay a lot of money, not just for the caddy, but it's usually only happens at the very upscale courses. How can you fight that? Well, and that's something we're actively doing, and it's it's certainly a valid point. The majority of caddy programs, you know, throughout time have been at primarily private facilities, right. and there's a couple reasons. Some of it is uh, the majority of it being financial reasons, and um, both having, from a socioeconomic standpoint, your golfer being able to afford taking a caddy. And also to staff it, train them, house them, all that, all those different things. Sure. One thing that that we're very excited about and, and has been happening with greater frequency is bringing caddying to different places that may not traditionally offer it. So there's different clubs. Some are more, you know, let's say they skew older, so they're adult caddy programs. Mm-hmm. So if they're just exclusively adult programs, oftentimes we may not feature it on our caddy locator. So more or less, if if a young person wants to caddy and they're not going to be able to get hired, that's not necessarily something that we would recommend they pursue. Now, we're happy to have conversations with that club and onboard youth caddies, you know, high school age caddies, carrying single bags, um, getting into the mix, you know, really getting them involved that way. So that's something we've done in Jupiter, Florida at Bears Club and Seminole, a lotion club down in Arkansas, Secession all over. It's been met with great success. Really, you know, we want to, as I mentioned before, shine a spotlight on youth caddy and get people thinking about it. Right. And to your point, there's definitely pockets of the country and more than we'd like that don't offer youth caddy opportunities. So we've, we've got some creative solutions for that. For instance, with Western Golf, we have two caddy academies that we run. The main barriers to caddying, one is geography, as you pointed out, right? Living near a club where a young person can caddy. Right. If you don't live near a club, you can get as excited as you want about caddying, but there may not be that opportunity. Uh, the other is gender. So we started a women's caddy academy in Chicago where we, we partnered initially with four clubs, 12 young women uh, from urban areas, and had them come up and live together in community for seven weeks at our Northwestern Evans Scholarship House. And they caddied every day for seven weeks. We'd give them Mondays off when the club was closed. And it was met, it was wildly successful. So we changed the culture at the clubs. Members loved it. And these were very smart, young, hardworking women. And we got them involved in caddy in that way and gave them golf instruction and all these fun things. We've expanded that program to 100 young women now. So we've had to move out of our scholarship house to another location called Woodlands Academy. It's a boarding school that's available to us in the summer months. Now we partner with 13 different clubs. So what we've done is we've taken kids from parts of the country where maybe young people can't caddy and we'll bring them to Chicago for the summer so they can gain that exposure, that knowledge, and get involved in all the different great programming we do. And And then last year, we piloted a a young boys program too. So they started as freshmen in high school. Again, you know, it's a little bit more challenging, right, to maybe go to a daily fee or municipal golf course and develop enough golfers who have the appetite to pay and sustain a caddy regularly. So that being said, we just we've got a creative solution. And this is a scalable model and something that we're very excited to take to different regions throughout the country. And this summer, uh, we're actually bringing it to the Philadelphia area. They, they do have some youth caddying. It skews a little bit older, but we're partnering with the Ronamink and White Marsh Valley Golf Clubs 
and bringing some young people there to the Philadelphia area. So we're really excited. Tim, the most important question I think that everybody in our audience right now needs to know the right answer to. How much do you tip the caddy? That That's a great question. I think the former caddy in me mm-hmm. might come up with a bigger number than people would like to hear. <laughs> you know, it really does vary a little bit, but I'd say to answer your question, you know, most clubs will kind of set some guidelines and parameters. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of it comes down to the service. You know, if we're talking about, let's say, a professional or a career caddy, you know, the expectations usually a pretty significant dollar amount, you know, in the hundred dollar range or so per bag. That can certainly be a turnoff for people. For a youth caddy, typically in the forty or fifty dollar range, you know, for a single bag is a competitive wage, both attractive to a young person and a little more palatable to the golfer who's taken a caddy. Tim Orban, Western Golf Association with the Carry the Game Initiative. Folks uh, listening say, hey, this is a great idea. How can I get my kid involved? How can I help get other kids involved? How can they reach out to you, Tim? WGAESF.org. We have a landing page for Carry the Game. And right there next to it on the same pull-down tab, we have some of the caddy resources I mentioned. So training videos, caddy manual, an exam you can take. And also the Caddy Club locator, which you found, where young people can kind of look and see where are some caddy programs within mm-hmm. my region. All right. So check it out. WGAESF.org. Tim Orban, Carry the Game, the name of the initiative. Keep up the good work, man. And uh, anything uh, we can do to help, you just let us know. Well, I appreciate it. Keep up the work, the great work you guys are doing. And, uh, you know, thanks for getting us excited about golf. I'm looking forward to some better weather and uh, getting out there and teeing it up. Amen to that, man. All right. Tim Orban, thanks for joining us here on those weekend golf guys. And thank you, too. Remember, you can find us at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Facebook page is facebook.com slash golfguys. Follow us on Twitter at WKNDGolfguys. And, hey, go play some golf. Hey, Jeff, I got a letter, $5 Golf Club. It was addressed to you, but it came to me. But it said, Jeff, man, I took your advice from the show twice. One, you advised me to join $5golfclub.com. I did. Two is you advised me to buy the best ball I could. I could afford, and I'm getting those Strixons key stars. I'm paying about 36 bucks a dozen for them. So I used to lose two balls a round, and I played a round a week. That's eight balls a month. That's $24 a month. I said, after some of the lessons at $5 Golf Club, I'm not losing that many anymore. I lose maybe three a month. That's nine bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I think that's good math. It's good math, man. He's spending nine bucks on lost balls, five bucks on us. That's fourteen bucks. He's still making a ten dollar profit. <laughs> that's right. Go to fightalleygolfclub.com. Listen to me and make money. How do you like that? Hey, it's Jeff Smith for those weekend golf guys. Talk to you a little bit about the Smart Ball Golf Low Point Trainer. I've had this thing now for a couple of months, and I'm telling you, this trainer has helped me help more students get the bottom of their swing arc out in front of the golf ball and hit better golf shots than almost anything I've ever used. What a fantastic thing. It's a great price. It's easy for every single player to use. Smart ball golf, low point trainer. Go get one today.